great to be able to celebrate uh, our mothers, and we thank God for that. And uh, these songs also are very fitting, were they not? Celebrating our mothers and what they mean to us, and uh, the godly legacy that they leave behind. Amen. It's so special. We thank God for that. All right, Proverbs 31. When you found your place, let's stand together for the reading of God's Word. We'll begin with prayer. Then we're going to read this chapter together, all right, and um, enjoy some, some uh, wonderful verses of Scripture about this woman, the, the virtuous woman in Proverbs 31. So let's pray together, and then we'll begin our reading. Father, how we love you today, how we thank you for your Word. And we thank you, Lord, for this chapter that so specially, uh, Lord, encaptures in, in uh, the virtuous woman. And we think about different aspects of this as we celebrate Mother's Day and what our mothers mean to us. And also, Lord, how our mothers have, have uh, instilled a godly heritage uh, in us. And we thank you for that. We thank you for mothers who steer their children toward the Lord and plant those seeds of faith in the lives and in the hearts of their children at an early age. We thank you for that. Lord, I know that I'm here today because of that. And I thank you for that influence in my life, for a mother who, who took me to church. And what a valuable, precious commodity that is. What a, a, what a wonderful characteristic that is. So, Lord, help us to look today to the godly woman, to the virtuous woman. And, Lord, I pray for all the women in this room. They would aspire to be her. Because, Lord, the, 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 the chapter says it best. Her price is far above rubies. The value of a godly woman uh, Lord, it's, it's just without price tag. And we thank you so much for our godly mothers today. We ask you now to speak to our hearts from your word. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right, Proverbs 31, if you have your place there. Notice the Bible says the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. What, my son? And what, the son of my womb? And what, the son of my vows? Give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to the, that which destroyeth kings. Um, I'm going to skip down because she does talk about strong drink a little bit, and that's not really the topic of today. Look at verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband does safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ships that bringeth her food from far. She riseth also while it is night and giveth meat to her household and a portion under her maidens, she considereth a field and buyeth it, and with the fruit of her hands she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the, di- to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household. For all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband also is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her, lung is, in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children rise up, and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. Mothers, or excuse me, many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. 
Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Thank you so much. You may be seated. I want to preach a message this Mother's Day. I've just simply entitled, A Virtuous Woman. Right out of the text, we see the the value of the woman that God is lifting up. This is a godly woman. This is a picture of what the Bible is calling a virtuous woman. Why? Because there are many virtues, and these virtues are flowing out of her. All right? That means they are within. It's part of who she is. And notice as we see who this woman is, we see a glimpse into her heart. We, we get a glimpse at only what God can see by what's coming out on the outside. You see, this is a great chapter about the biblical role of a woman. This chapter is uplifting the value of Christian womanhood and being a godly mother. This chapter is not full of commands, but rather it describes using word pictures the characteristics of a godly woman. This chapter is also clear that a virtuous woman, that is, a woman who follows God's role model, is of great value. Her price is far above rubies. Hey, you you bought any rubies lately? (laughs) We're talking expensive, right? You know, sometimes in our culture, we don't reflect the value that ought to be placed on a godly mother. I know my wife on occasion has filled out applications and at times she she is currently working outside the home. But at times when she was not, you know, it was almost like, oh, you're a homemaker like you don't work. (laughs) Hey, I'm telling you what, a mother with children works every day, right? Works hard. And uh, we dads that have ever had to fill in for them, we know they work hard. We showed you a video this morning about mothers and in selecting that one, we, we saw a few. And in one of the videos, there was a, a little girl being interviewed, and the lady asked her, of all the things that your mother does for you, if she were to be paid for that in a year, how much should she make? And this cute little girl, she had a bewildered look on her face, like, wow, you want to put a number on that? And then she said, I don't know, like $100? <laughs> cute, totally cute. Because in that little girl's mind, $100, well, that's like as big a number as she could think of. Well, you know, if you want to adult that, just times it by a a thousand. We're talking a hundred thousand, right? That'd be be an average annual salary for, you know, for a good mother. Think about it. So God's, God's word is putting great value on this role of motherhood, saying her price is far above rubies. She's valuable. You know, we, we need to make sure we're valuing godliness and virtue in our lifetime, in the people around us, especially our mothers. We need to make sure we're valuing them and valuing what they do so that it's fitting and appropriate and so that, so that influence then has an effect on our children and, and they aspire to be that as well. Every woman, every young woman in this room under the sound of the reading of Proverbs 31 in your heart ought to feel like that's what I want to be when we read this chapter. This chapter gives us a glimpse into the life of a wife and mother. And we find that she is busy and successful. In verse 2, we find a classic motherly expression. Did you catch it? 
She said, what, my son? What? What? Obviously, she had more than one child, right? And if you have more than one kid, you know, you know how that can be sometimes. All those questions. Mom, all those callings, right, for your attention. Yet it is so classic. It's so good. So needed. As we look into this great Bible chapter, we find many things concerning this virtuous woman. And let's take note of a few. Look at her characteristics. These are characteristics that should be recognized by everyone, especially those who are aspiring to be a virtuous woman. I want you to see, first of all, the question that's asked. The question about a virtuous woman. After reading this chapter, could there be a question? Seemed like she answered them all, but yes, there is. Notice verse 10. It says, who can find a virtuous woman? Boy, what a question. Notice this chapter is a mother's conversation with her son, and she's sharing this advice. She's sharing these attributes. This is, this is wise counsel as she tells her son, this is what you need to look for in a wife. That's the direction this chapter's going. And she starts out with, who can find a virtuous woman? Hey, listen, they're not plentiful. They're not a dime a dozen. They're not cheap. Their value is great. And one of the reasons their value is so great is because they're hard to find. Hey, young man, you're looking for a wife? Take the advice of Proverbs 31. Look for a virtuous woman. If you catch one of these, you will have something of great price, something of great value, because that's what she's saying here in verse 10. Who can find one? She says, others have done virtuously. Verse 29, you, you may find one or two of these characteristics here and there and everywhere, but, but hey, to get a large portion of this, to, to get a woman who pictures this in everyday life, hey, you want to know that when you found that, you have found something. Because in verse 10, it says, for her price is far above rubies. This is her value. Oh, this one, she's not cheap. No, sir. She's of great value. So much so that I fear our society does not recognize her price well enough. That's to our shame. Maybe that's why they're not so plentiful. Maybe that's why some young women don't aspire to be one. Because we have not, you know, encouraged them. And we have not put the value there where it belongs. And we have not given the credit and the accolades that are well due to our godly mothers and our virtuous women. Today, our hats are off to you. And we thank you for, for being a godly mother. Notice not only the question of a virtuous woman, but notice the qualifications of a virtuous woman. What are the things that describe her? What are the things that make her virtuous? Why does she stand out among the crowd? And why is she being applauded in this chapter? Well, the Bible has an answer for that. Notice in verse 11. Who can find a virtuous woman, it says. And then notice as the description reads on. Verse 11, the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. Look at verse 13. Well, it says she will do him good all, all the days, of, or not evil, all the days of her life. Uh, verse 13, she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. Right? She doesn't mumble and complain about it. She's willingly working with her hands. She has the heart of her husband. That's a characteristic. And the Bible says he can rest at ease. His heart safely trusts in her. 
He never wonders about where she's at or what she's doing. He never has to worry about why is she taking so long. There's no doubt in his mind. There's no question in his heart. His heart trusts in her. She has the heart of her husband. How many women fit that description? Verse 13, she has the hands of a worker. What a characteristic. If she has the hands of a worker, then we're implying that there's some diligence here. And as we read this chapter, wow, you're talking diligence capitalized. Diligence doesn't quite adequately describe her activity at work. She is beyond diligent in this chapter. And the Bible says, and this is probably the crowning compliment of her work, that she does it willingly. She's not doing it just out of mere obligation. She's not being forced or coerced in any way. She's not being manipulated or guilted into any of this. She actually exceeds the expectations of her work and her family shows and her success shows that she has the hands of a worker very diligent, very consistent, very successful. Wow, isn't that good? But then, she not only has the heart of her husband and the hands of a worker, but she has the head of a businesswoman. Notice in verse 16, the Bible says there, She considereth a field and buyeth it, and with the fruit of her hands she planteth a vineyard. Uh, it goes on and talks about how she's investing here and there. Uh, verse 18, she perceives that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands on the spindle. She stretcheth out her hands to the poor. I mean, she's going and going and going. She's got the mind of a businesswoman. She's into real estate. She's into uh, uh, supplying products. Uh, it talks about how she, uh, she gets her merchandise from far and all of this. Uh, listen, she's very resourceful. But she's also organized and she's also... Uh, well-vested. She's, she's diversified her interests, right? Very productive. This is powerful. She has the head of a businesswoman. So when you think about this virtuous woman, this isn't just a nice pretty face with a smile on. A lot more than that. She's the whole package. She's the real deal. Who can find such a woman was the question. I wonder, would we ask that question in our day? Do we look around are our young men looking for a virtuous woman? I sure hope they are. They should be. They should be. If not, they'll, they'll wish they had them. But then now I want you to see there's the quest for a virtuous woman. The quest. As we see all these descriptions, we're looking around because we, we long to see virtuous women in our day. And there are those who, who long to become a virtuous woman. And then there's those who long to find a virtuous woman. There's a quest for the virtuous woman. Who is this virtuous woman? Well, look at verse 30. The Bible says, favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. You may think you have found it there, but watch out. Notice, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. So a virtuous woman, we find the real deal right here. She fears the Lord. So if you're looking for her, if you're aspiring to be her, start with that. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That is a precious commodity. When God is on your side, right, he enables us to become all those things he's called us to be. Not only that, but she seeks to be a helpmeet to her husband. Look at verse 12. The Bible says here in verse 12, she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. 
Isn't it interesting there that she is, she's positioned to support and help her husband? She understands that coming into this relationship, they have become a team, and her role is to help meet, and she is doing that very well. Think about it. Look at also at verse 23. The Bible says her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. Now, I'm sorry. I'm a guy, and I'd love to say that he's known for his exploits. He's known for his strength. He's known for his wisdom. He's known for his accomplishments. He's known for his long list of successful roles. But that's nowhere to be found in this chapter. The whole implication of verse 23 is that he's known because of her. Wow. Didn't say anything about what he did. Her husband is known because of her. Think about that. So here's the quality. She seeks to be a helpmeet to her husband, and she is, and she has been. Her effect on him is so profound that it impacts others. Boy, that's good. How many of you have heard the statement, a woman can make you or break you? And we're finding here in Proverbs 31 that is the case. She is certainly making the making of this man and her family. Notice next, the quest for a virtuous woman. She helps support the family. Look at verse 13. I don't know who ever said women don't work, but this one's working an awful lot. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. Verse 14, she is like the merchant ships that bringeth food from afar. Verse 18, she perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. When does she sleep? Wow. Not only that, but she does extra things that profit the family. She does extra things for her family's profit. Notice verse 16, the Bible says, she considereth a field and buyeth it. And with the fruit of her hands, she planteth a vineyard. So she's got all this stuff going on, but then it says over here on the side, she's buying fields and planting crops and doing doing things. That's extra. She didn't have to do that, but she does. Wow. Look at verse 24. She maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth girdles to the merchant. So look, she's into real estate. Then she's into, she's into uh, you know, these, these crops that she's producing, right? And, and then now she's over here sewing and making linen and materials and, and valuables and goods. What does she not do? <laughs> look at all the extra. <clears throat> all of these things help us to see, they help us to just raise up the value you know, we, we sometimes are guilty, aren't we? Because we, we, poorly, we poorly recognize the value of the godly women in our life, the godly mothers, so often. Notice how this chapter is so wonderful at pinpointing every one of those achievements and giving credit where it's due. Hey, this Mother's Day, we ought to do that. And if your mother's not here in this room, if you can get a hold of her or whatever, don't just say Happy Mother's Day. Tell them why you appreciate them, why you love them so. Be specific about something that they've contributed to your life and give value and give praise in return. I believe that makes it extra meaningful when we do that. We see that here in this chapter. She does extra things. Then she meets the needs that arise in the home. Verse 27, she looketh well to the ways of her household. She eateth not the bread of idleness. She looketh well to the ways 
of her household. You know, you have to intimately know people. And the best example of that, well, I, my mother had that trait. My wife also has that trait. I, I know that she'll, she'll go to our children sometimes and, and just, it's, it's almost like she just starts pulling right there. She starts, how are you doing? What's going on? How was your day? And she starts talking to them. What's she doing? She's looking well to the ways of her household. She's trying to get into the lives of our children, find out how are things going. And after a few questions, okay, you know what happens? They start opening up. Okay, y'all are old enough. I think it's okay if you know mom's tactics a little bit, okay? <laughs> and eventually what happens? They open up and they share maybe some burden, maybe some care, something with her, right, from their heart. How does she know that? How does she stay in tune with their heart? Because she puts forth the effort to get in there and find out what it is and pull it out of them. Right? And then she goes to work uh, dealing with whatever that is, providing encouragement right, or, or praying with them or whatever the case might be. And, you know, that's what this godly woman does. Then the Bible says she speaks with wisdom. Look at verse 26. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her law is the tongue of kindness. Kindness. My, how we need to practice that more. We need to practice that more. Kindness comes out because that's what is within. Verse 20 is also good. It says, she stretches out her hand to the poor. She reaches forth her hands to the needy. This lady has done more than just supply for her home. The abundance of what she's accomplished spills out now into the surroundings and even into the community. And I'm just scratching my head going, okay, so what does the husband do? I mean, wow, after you read this, it's like, well, who needs that guy, you know? Man, you want to know what husbands do? After reading this, I don't know. Come back next month and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> we find here a wonderful woman. She's awesome. That's how we would describe it. She's awesome. But somehow, even though all of these things fit into awesome, all of these things just don't come out of awesome. It just seems like saying something like that it's just not good enough. She's awesome. Your mom is probably awesome, and I hope you feel that way about her today. But don't just say, Mom, you're awesome. Tell her why she's awesome. Be specific. Point to some of these ideal things, things that have made a difference in your life, and share that back with her. She will get a blessing, and she will appreciate it. The blessings of a virtuous woman. You know, sometimes we look around and we compare the way the world is to, to the way the Bible says that we should be. And we make that comparison. If you, if you go to church frequently, then you're constantly being reminded that, that the way the world lives is, is different from the way God wants us to live. And so that means every day we have to make a choice. Who are we going to follow? Are we going to follow the world's ways or are we going to follow God's ways? Are we going to practice the values of the world or are we going to practice the values of Christianity? Because often they're not the same. And we must choose. So I want to ask you this morning, is it worth it to be a Christian, to live godly? Is it worth it to be a godly mother? Oh, I say it is, especially after reading verses like these. 
And when we come away from the influence and the effect of a godly mother, it is so powerful. We, we simply think, how could we be anything else? Who would want anything else? I wonder. The blessings of being a virtuous woman are found here also. We find in verse 11, one of her blessings <clears throat> is that she has a wonderful marriage. Look at verse 11. The heart of her husband is safely trust in her so that he should have no need of spoil. So what does that imply? Every time we read something about her husband, we read that he's happy, he's content, he's taken care of, right? And that tells us, without saying it exactly, it, it, it tells us, it keeps implying over and over again that the two have a wonderful marriage. They're not fighting and arguing. They're not fussing over bills and kids and issues. Surely they have some, like we all do. Right, But they're able to focus on other things. That's a blessing, isn't it? That's a virtue of this. That says that's one of the boxes that we want to check and say, yes, it's worth it to live godly. Yes, it's worth it to, to be a godly woman. And here's one of the benefits. It's that wonderful marriage that she also enjoys because of who she is. Not only that, but her, her family is well provided for. That's a wonderful benefit. All these virtues in her life are causing her family to be affected in a positive way so that she's enjoying the benefits of a happy family also. Notice verse 21, the Bible says, She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her children are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry, her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband also is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. So she's enjoying the benefits of a happy family. She has promised honor. And rejoicing. Verse 25. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. It kind of implies that she's not rejoicing now. Although, I don't know, this, this seems like a pretty happy chapter to me. I, I know she is really working hard. And it implies that there's better days coming because of the investment she's making right now. And that's a wonderful thing. Because, you know, when you follow the world's ways... You're sowing the wrong seed. And I'm telling you, the harvest that's coming doesn't promise this. But God does. And it is a blessing. She receives praise from her husband and her children. Look at verse 28. The Bible says, Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. And this was written before Mother's Day. It means they were doing that without a reason. There was no day to do that. They were calling her blessed. They were praising her name because of what she had done, not because it was, this is the day we do that. Right? How wonderful. The blessings of being a virtuous woman, well, one of the blessings is that she is fruitful and she is faithful and she's reaping the rewards of that. Look at verse 31. Give her the fruits of her hands. And let her own works praise her in the gates. You know, this woman doesn't have to go around blasting her trumpet, praising herself, talking about how good she is. She doesn't have to brag on her family or her husband. She don't have to brag on her children. She's not boastful. She doesn't have to be. All of that stuff speaks for itself. And it is. 
Every time you take a look around, something else is speaking her name. Something else is praising her effort. And she's just sitting back, enjoying the fruits of her labor. As we read this wonderful chapter, we never hear her voice, except that she speaks to her children with the law of kindness. Wow. Because you know what? That's all she really needs to do. She's there when they need her to be there. Otherwise, she doesn't have to promote herself. All of her success, all of her fruitfulness is praising her in a constant way. As you look around, you see the benefits and the blessings, and it is undeniable. And you know what? That's how it is when you live the godly life. When you live for the Lord and do what he says, you know, because God's way is always the best way. God made this thing we call life, and he knows how it works best. And when we trust him and do it the way he designed, this is the result. We get fulfillment and we get productivity. We get happiness because because fulfillment comes from fulfilling our purpose. And when we do that, we feel that fulfillment that we long for in our lives. God made it that way. And isn't that good? So today our hats are off to all of our godly mothers. We thank you and we praise you. And uh, we, we give this tribute to our godly mothers today. I hope all aspiring young women aspire to be a godly mother. And I hope all aspiring young men aspire to find one. Amen. As they make their home and their family complete. Let's bow our heads in prayer as we thank God for our mothers today. Father, how we love you and how we thank you for this privilege to come together in this room today and talk about our mothers and how grateful we are for them. Lord, to celebrate these mothers that are with us today. And Lord, thinking of them and their families, their children, their grandchildren, as we've heard a moment ago, their testimony. Lord, what a blessing that is. Lord, we just all pray that you'll work in our lives, you'll work in our hearts, that we would in our culture, in, in our time, that we would celebrate the virtues of godliness and those who are godly women in our lives, godly mothers. Lord, we just ask that you'd have your way in our hearts, that you'd help us today to give that praise and, and that, that applause, that those accolades to our godly mothers. Help us to be specific. Help us to speak uh, genuine, specific things that they've blessed us with as we celebrate with them today. Lord, we just ask that this day would be a blessing to all of our mothers that are with us and those that couldn't be with us. And we pray you'd help us as we remember these things. Lord, to model out godliness in our daily life, to be all that you've called us to be, Lord. And then for those that do, to celebrate the blessings, the rewards that come after, because you give those as well. Lord, thank you for all you have done and all you're going to do now in this service. And afterwards, this day and this week, in Christ's name we pray. Amen.